Baseball is a complicated and frustrating game, isn't it? We as White Sox fans know this firsthand. Life, just like baseball, can be complicated and frustrating. If your life is becoming too complicated and frustrating, the counselors at True Heights Treatment are here to help. True Heights Treatment offers both in-person and online sessions to clients anywhere in the state of Illinois. Learn more at www.trueheightstx.com or call the office at 708-248-7039. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a very fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. I am Nick Morowski, and you can find this podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter, at TV. We've got a Facebook fan page. Lots of White Sox stuff to get to. Big trade deadline coming up. Uh, I am going to bring in my co-host Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Nick, it has been a, a couple minutes since we've we've done one of these, and it's also been a while since we recorded on a Sunday night that the Sox find themselves over five hundred. I don't mm-hmm. know the last time uh, we recorded a show. In fact, when the Sox were over the five hundred mark, because yeah. I I don't believe that before we went on our little man vacation and hit a <laughs> hit a white golf ball all over the place that yeah. they were at five hundred at that point. So. Yeah. It's exciting times. It's only yeah. taken uh, to August to get to this point. Yeah, you're right. We took a couple weeks off, and uh, it's good to be back. Uh, hopefully, uh, you're well-rested and had enjoyable uh, vacation. And we find uh, our White Sox, as you mentioned, uh, in an interesting situation. There's several different avenues that this team uh, can go in, should go in. Uh, maybe what will they do uh, before Tuesday, August 2nd? at 5 p.m. And I will say this uh, this episode, as sometimes uh, baseball episodes tend to be, uh, this might uh, get stale quick. There might be some mm-hmm. deals that go down, um, you know, just after we finish recording this. So this is all just kind of speculation, uh, of course. Uh, our White Sox are 51 and 50, uh, finally over 500. How long will that stay? I don't know. Uh, but only two games back in the AL Central as the Minnesota Twins lost to the Padres uh, before we started recording here on Sunday. Um, that wouldn't be great, 51 and 50 in a lot of other divisions. The AL Central is a weak division. Uh, but here we are starting August. And I got to say, Pat, with you kind of being away from the Sox for about a week, you know, being on vacation, uh, where you left the Sox and when you came back, what were your what were your feelings? What were your thoughts? I felt like nothing changed. <laughs> I, I felt like it. I, I, so I was on a cruise, right? I was in the Bahamas. I didn't have any cell service. So I had a little anxiety and, and not knowing what was going on. I really only missed the two Colorado games for the, for the most part. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I leave and we were the same spot, you know, record wise when I got back, 500. Uh, new people on the IL, not a surprise, <laughs> another person and a rehab start that didn't really have any rehab start. 
possibly back with the team in the clubhouse today from from what we uh, maybe saw in some tweets. So it, it was like nothing changed. It's like I, I left and this thing stayed the same, which I guess is is fine. Uh, but it was nice to get the heck away from them for a little bit because the anxiety this team has caused myself and I know you over this uh, the, yep. the course of the the you know majority of the year has just been uh, it's been anguishing to watch this team flounder, get going in the right direction, stub their toe several times, take steps backwards, and and you know end up in the same. We're basically treading water, but you know. I, I do have some optimism as we as we roll into August here. Yeah. Um, and I know we're going to talk a lot about the opponents on the schedule, but it would be just nice to get on a roll. I just don't know if this team has it in them to rattle off eight in a row. I just don't know. And that's what I feel like we need to have happen. You need to have a good week and a half. And, and then you kind of set the tone for the rest of the year, really, with one and a half good weeks of baseball. Am I crazy? I mean, you're not crazy. This is what this team has done to all of us. Um, you know, you you watch this team, and 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 I'm not exaggerating when I say I have missed two innings of White Sox baseball this entire season. Okay, I I don't know how I've been able to do it. You know, I've obviously got the commitment with Lockdown White Sox. You know, I've I've really tried to be loyal to this team, you know, because of commitments that I've made, but because I also want to put out the best product possible. And I'm also just a diehard Sox fan. I can't get away from them even if I wanted to. And this the the roller coaster has taken you up, down, up, down. And there's two months left of the season. And you know, you, you say this team is washed up, this team is forget about it. This team doesn't have a chance. Uh, but they find themselves two games out of the division. Now they've got three with Kansas City, then four with Texas. Then they've got a, a stretch with Kansas City again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when everybody talked about second half, hey, the Sox have got the easiest schedule, well, they're not lying. We're, we're yeah. playing sub, you know, 500 teams, but it's when you play those teams and can yeah. you actually, you know, stamp on throats when you play them? Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily happen that way in Colorado, and we saw how the Oakland series started. So my question, I guess, uh, very direct to you, is in your gut as a fan, when you see what has been going on with this uh, season and you take a look at like, well, what else is out there in the AL, should the Sox really go all in and and really try to um, to bolster this team? And do you think they actually can get something in return that can put them in the Yankees and Astros conversation? Not right now. I don't think that from what I'm understanding or hearing, you know, I'm not, I'm no expert for, but I think they have one, you know, top 100 prospect in baseball mm-hmm. and it's a, and it's a, a pitcher and he's at 91, something like that. I can't remember who it was, but it, it's not like they have a ton of, um, you know, currency, to deal with. And you're not going to, if you're going for it, you're not trading necessarily off the major league roster unless it's, I, I don't know, unless it's like a Gavin sheets. Uh, who, that could who be, would you, who would you trade off of the current roster right off the or? current lo- roster? Well, if you can get something for, for sheets, if you could do something with, with Harrison, mm-hmm. like, I don't know who, who he helps or, or what, you know, it, but you have to get a second baseman in return. Right. So yeah. if it's, if it's a trade like that and you can get a second baseman back that you like an Ian Happ, right? that was, that's been talked about that the Sox have been in conversations with, with the Cubs, I think for, for Happ, you know, that would be, that would be something there and you're getting a second baseman back and you're trading left-handed power, which a lot of teams like, you know, 
Sheets has shown his power, right? This, this weekend. And he's shown he can hit the other way, but he's also shown that he's a DH, right? And that's where he needs, that's where, he's, where his position is, uh, or maybe a first base. He's, he's not a, he's not an outfielder. So that's about the only guy. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you could really trade. You can't trade much out of the bullpen because you need every one of those arms unless again, you're getting bullpen help in return, but I don't, I don't know how much of an upgrade you're getting by getting rid of guys in the pen and guys on the field. They just haven't proven to be healthy enough. I don't know what team is going to want damaged goods in some cases, you know, yeah. Uh, and you're not going to trade your core guys that you've invested years in, in terms of contract to. I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, although their contracts are very, you know, team friendly, and other teams could look at that and and look look aside the injuries, like an alloy, right? They could look aside uh, the injuries and go, well, the contract is is team friendly. We can take this chance. But there again, I don't know what you're what you're getting there that will equal the potential of Aloy Jimenez. That's going to also help you in this season. So I don't, I don't know. It's a long winded answer of saying, I don't know that there's much to be done. Yeah. Uh, it, you, you hit on a word potential and I feel like we are in a win now situation. And mm-hmm. I think 2023, we're going to be very competitive. Got a lot of guys returning, but you know, it, it's that, it's that mindset of how much longer are we going to wait for certain guys uh, to live up to their potential? Like mm-hmm. if somebody, this is just devil's advocate. I'm just trying to make a case for this. If some team out there says, we know he's injured and we know he doesn't really play a great left field, but we see him as a DH. This is what we, this is what we're going to do. And we get a frontline starter. We get a, a reliever. I mean, like we get, we get a really nice ransom in return. I don't know what team is necessarily out there. I'm just, you know, I'm just talking about guys that I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop listening. Like if they started, yeah. if, if a team's talking about Aloy, if a team's talking about Giolito, I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. you know, of, of the guys that we have, I think Cease is untouchable. Kopech is untouchable. Um, you know, Lance Lynn, I don't know what we would really get for him, but Giolito is an interesting case to me is, you know, I, I don't know if the Sox are even going to resign him. So yeah. if well, the Sox are looking for right now, contracts. Yep. right. Mm-hmm. If the Sox are looking for right now, this season, you know, and, and they're playing that game again, like they did last year. Well, then who, who's really helping you right now? Um, yeah. And, and what I watching this team and, and you, it was, it's apparent with guys like Gavin Sheets who, yeah, he runs into him every now and then. Gosh, the, the left-handed power, sure. But the liability in right field mm-hmm. is a pain. So if you're going to have him DH, well, then there's a log jam there with Aloy because he's not always going to be in left field. He needs a breather to DH. Andrew yeah. Vaughn, what are you going to do with him? And then Pollock needs breathers. So that's it's not like I'm saying I, I don't see any potential ever out of Gavin Sheets. I just say he where can he get you know everyday play like i don't i don't see him uh is is the reason why we're going to win much in 2022 yeah, yeah he, he's he's about the only piece and and again just because of the left-handed power that he could be an attractive piece to somebody and somebody's future right he's a young player and he's got a lot of growth still left in his game where he could improve and somebody could go we could take that and make something out of him but we we're, we're stockpiled with first baseman DHs as it is that we've tried to make outfielders. 
he's a guy that's got to go. And, and to me, somebody that we haven't even heard from, I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe it's cause I've been on the cruise. Something happened while I was gone is, is a Jake Berger, you know, is mm-hmm. he another guy that, that is look at the power, look at, look at this, but you know, you, you watch him in the field. He's definitely not fleet of, uh, of foot and he's not, uh, ever going to dazzle anybody with his glove, but he's got a lot of power in that bat. So those are guys. And we, these are the same two guys, Nick, that you and I talked about at the beginning oh, yes. of the season. Oh, yes. You know, you go back and, and listen to recordings before the season started. And we were, you know, wringing our hands and gnashing our teeth about what Rick Hahn didn't really do in the off season. And we talked about, well, let's see what happens at the trade deadline. Uh, because maybe that's where Rick is going to make his hay. And it could be with two guys that I just mentioned. So here we are. And, and I don't know what's going on with Jake Berger. What, what, yeah, what is he has, um, I, I believe he has started a, a little bit of a rehab assignment in, um, I think it's Charlotte, you know, he's seen some time recently and, and trying to work his way back. Uh, that's disappointing because if he was really, uh, if he was healthy and he was able to produce, I feel like you could package him up because that's a guy I just don't see where the path is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, where's he going to get consistent playing time? Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned, um, you know, being gone and there are injuries and so forth. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez is on the 15 day IL because of back issues, which is um, talk about a backbreaker, you know, no pun. Um, that hurts. That hurt mm-hmm. us in Colorado. We desperately needed Ronaldo Lopez. He could have helped out uh, this past weekend. We've got a lot of games and not a lot of time. And he has been great this season. So, you know, I, I thought. I thought the Sox might be looking for a starter, you know, looking for, you know, an ace starter because there's question marks with Lynn. There might be some question marks with Giolito and Kopech. But now when you have that injury occur, you you shift. And no, I mean, Aaron Bummer, hey, I don't know what I'm ever going to get from you for the rest of this season. Mm -hmm. We only have one lefty in the bullpen right now, Tanner Banks. Um, There's talk of, you know, Matt Moore, uh, out there as a left-handed reliever, the, the Jose Quintana chatter about bringing him in uh, from Pittsburgh. Um, I, I mean, wh- where's like where's your thought process? Like, say in pitching right now, reliever starter. <clears throat> well, it's to me, Nick. It doesn't solve the problems of hitting home runs, right? Do you think that's? I, I just think, think so? it's. I think it's just that simple, Nick. We don't win enough games at home. We're yeah. coming in today. I think we were eight games under now, maybe seven games under at home. And the opponents have out homered us in our home ballpark. That was talked about in the broadcast today. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that, that simple. Now the pitching has not been great because it's not, it's uh middle or below uh, the, the, the half of the league in terms of all the, the stats and statistics you've got cease really being the only consistent, reliable piece, you know, because Copex has had his ups and downs. Giolito has massive ups and downs and Lyndon's been, you know, quite disappointing since he came back. I guess Johnny Cueto, I, I should take that back. Johnny Cueto has been as close to reliable and consistent as you can be. So you've got two really consistent guys and, and a lot of other guys that are, you know, up and down and one that's really, really down. So I guess I could, I could buy your argument, Nick. Yeah, I'll, I'll take another picture, but it, it, here's. Go ahead, finish your statement, it just and I'll tell you where I'm coming from with that. It, it just doesn't solve the fact that we don't score enough runs. It doesn't solve the fact that we don't hit enough home runs. We have our, our leading home run hitter in Abreu with 12. Yeah. 
It doesn't help yeah, with that. I, I know. And, and so I guess that's where the, where these lanes are is do you go pitching or do you focus on extra offense? Um, what you saw with Aloy this weekend in, in putting the charge in the ball, Luis Robert may be back for the Kansas City series. Mankata has been having better at bats. Abreu is getting into that sweet spot of August, which he's mm-hmm. becomes a beast and he's already uh, been hitting very, very well. I mean, he's yep. been kind of putting his team uh, on his back as much as he possibly can. So do you say as a, you know, as a fan or as a GM, if you're playing GM, like, well, I'm going to get offense soon. I think these guys are going to start heating up. It's mm-hmm. pitching because when I have to look forward to August and ALDS and what happened in Houston, Lance Lynn, no good. Game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giolito, no good. Game two. Cease, okay, we won game three, but Cease went like an inning and two thirds and yeah. gave up three or four runs. Yeah. Uh, and then R- Rodon had problems in game four. So if I'm looking at a short series, I'm like, well, how do I learn from last October and get some lights out? you know, starters or a starter that maybe can help give Kopech a breather here, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as the season rolls. Uh, I, I just don't th- you know, the, the cost for lights out top of the rotation type of, you know, pitchers, I think is more than we have to give. So I think it's almost like if you're going to go pitching, I like the angle you had started to talk about it. Another lefty, you know, bullpen guy that can be a situational type of person. That's somewhat reliable, but it's not going to cost you a whole heck of a lot to get that piece. And I'd be more, you know, my, my dabber goes up a little bit more for what we've been talking about for two years, three years, four years, a billion years as a, as an outfielder that I can actually hit home runs. So that's, that's more where I would play Nick. I, I understand. And, and I get the whole point about, you know, in short series and it's starting pitching. And I understand that hundred percent. But I just don't think, first of all, we have the coin to do it. Second of all, I, again, it doesn't help me in terms of where I think our team has really fallen backwards this year, and that's reliance on the home runs. Even with the guys out last year that we had out, we were still able to find ways to hit home runs. And, and this year it just hasn't happened. So so you mentioned um, you know, San Francisco. Um, we were talking uh, before we, uh, we started recording they're an interesting situation is they're maybe dangling Carlos Rodon and maybe even Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson has been tied to the White Sox for so many different off seasons. <laughs> yes. And if you look at uh, a comp that we, we constantly get thrown at us uh, this year is the Atlanta Braves. Look at what the Braves did last year. They were floundering and then they turned it on. Well, at the trade deadline, they made some critical moves mm-hmm. that, and then and they got production from those moves in the yep. postseason. Power and Jack Peterson was one of those guys. Uh, is Jack Peterson a guy that you would see? Uh, Kenny Williams. I, I put Kenny well, Williams in there, which yes. I don't even know if he yes. he truly is making the moves. But I still feel like when you say Kenny gets his man, he's he's one of those guys. It's like 
probably been wanting Jack Peterson for several These days. years. Yeah. Oh no. It's if, if it's Kenny's guy, it'll be nine years from now. And we get <laughs> Jack Peterson and his, and his uh, retirement tour and everybody's giving him a rocking chair in every yeah. uh, home stadium that he goes to. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take it because that, that to me is a guy that you can, you can plug out there left-handed power. He's not going to give you much in terms of, I don't, I could be wrong. I could be told I'm completely wrong, but I think he's going to give you much in terms of a glove. So it doesn't help the defense, which has been, you know, so poor this year again uh, for the second year in a row. But um, I'll take it because that's an, that's a, a move I think that can help now. And it's an everyday move. That's, that's going to help your lineup. So I'm in on that. Yes. That, that works for me. Um, what was the other? Who was the other person you? Carlos had Rodon. Uh, oh, on Rodon. the same well, team. You know? Well, Rodon. I mean, that's that's like, <laughs> it's crazy because I, I was watching the the beginning of the the uh, Sunday night baseball game. It's it's the Cubs versus versus the Giants, and and Rodon's doing his thing out there, and and they're talking about passings on before the game, talking about him being you know you know a trade potential piece for somebody. And I started to think very stupidly for just a moment. I'm like, wow, I wonder if wouldn't, wouldn't that be something to go out and get Rodon back in our rotation? But then I thought, how dumb would the organization look? They have to give away assets to bring back the guy that would have cost you just money, mm-hmm. just maybe a qualifying offer. And you could have had him, but now you had to trade for him and give up something to get him. So that's never going to happen. That, that'll that's a pipe dream in my opinion because he's done so well for himself and been so consistent all year, and and the way he's performed and and we know what he is. That I don't think they're going to be willing to give up anything because I think secretively in my in my my mind here that they they know the medicals and they're like well, there's a reason why we didn't offer him and it's a it's a miracle of modern medicine that he's still you know, been pitching as well as you have and not had a long, uh, IL stint this mm. year. Yeah. Uh, I, that, that one is, uh, that's going to get, uh, uncovered one of these days. Uh, somebody is going to cough up that information that the Sox had. It, it still boggles the mind how that all went. Uh, and it is fascinating that the giants are kind of in cell mode, Although they might be in the same type of record as the White Sox, but they're in a different type of yeah. division. So mm-hmm. let me go back to something you said a couple minutes ago about assets. And I, I'm with you. I just don't think the Sox have um, the the assets, the chips, the the, the the folks that really get other teams excited to bring talent to the White Sox that put us in that AL elite competition. So that's where I wrestle with. Um, guys that are currently on the roster need to stay healthy and start living up to the potential. You know, mm-hmm. the old the old thing we used to talk about, and I'm sure other fans talk about this in other teams uh, with the White Sox specifically, is like, oh, wow, if we could start getting production out of Yasmani Grandal or Yoan Mancada, it's like getting a tr- it's like getting an accus- uh, acquisition at the uh, at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And there are like three or four of those guys, if not more, that could really step it up. Um, so if here's, you know, here's just one take and, and play around with this. If the Sox really can't bring in, you know, a, a shutdown top of the line starter. And I really was hoping maybe Luis Castillo, uh, the Sox would go after him uh, from the Reds. Obviously, the Seattle Mariners really trying to change their two decades of misfortunes, uh, trying to change that around. 
but if the Sox aren't able going to really be able to compete with the Yankees or or the Astros in your mind, uh, and it's simply just winning the division or or the wild card as Sox sit two and a half out of the wild card as well, then what's the point? Why, why not just stay right where you are? You yeah. know what? And hey, I know what we're still going to be good next year. We can beat. We can win this division with the with the folks we have. Why not just stay? Yeah, I. I mean, I. I still would like them to make a move, Nick. Again, with the like we talked about with the thirtieth rank. I think they're the thirtieth ranked farm system in baseball. Something like that. It, it's not good. They obviously don't have uh, the players to be able to make moves. I, I still would like them to to tweak. Right. I don't think it's going to be anything major. And let's not also, you know, say, well, if they, they can't compete, you know, what's, what's the point I get, I get that because the expectations were not to just, you know, win the division, but let's also be excited about the fact that if they win this division, somebody has got to, somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to represent, you know, the, the American league central in the playoffs. If we make the playoffs again, Nick, it's not a bad thing. We might go into it going, we have no shot, but if we make the playoffs for a third straight year, regardless of the one year being a COVID year, that's something that's never happened in our lives, Nick. So we shouldn't just say, well, what's the point? We didn't make enough moves. We can't compete with anybody anyway. We're going to be a first round exit again, you know, ho-hum. We should, we still should be excited about it. And it still is sports. You know, it's not as predictable as the NBA where you pretty much know who's going to win. Uh, each series and who's probably going to win uh, the championship. It's still a, a best of, you know, whatever series, whatever series you happen to be in. And there's still a chance. And there is something to the momentum piece. You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, we're coming into August. We've got a lot of uh, teams that we should be able to feast on. Ozzy called them cookies and the socks should be cookie monsters after uh, after the, after the game today, analysis. and if, if, if there were a chance and we keep waiting for this time when they get hot and there's momentum going in, regardless if you've beaten up on, on the weak brothers and sisters of, of the league, so be it, you know, so be it. It, it, it momentum can be something. It just needs to be this, this team needs to be having fun again. They need some good vibes and some good mojo. And if it means beating up on lesser teams, so what? And if we make the, the, the playoffs is the worst team in the playoffs. We made the playoffs and we have a chance. We have a chip in a chair. So let's, let's see what happens. You know, I, I yeah. again, I'd like to go for it too. And I'd like to, but there's, there, there's just not enough to give to be as good as the Yankees right now. There's just not. So let's not worry about that. Let's take care of business. And then if we place the Yankees, we've shown that we can go toe to toe with the Yankees. They may beat us. We may play them 10 series and they, they're going to beat us nine, but maybe we beat them the one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, uh, it's a, it's an angle that I've wrestled with of, you know, um, why mortgage, you know, when we're, we're going to be very competitive next year too, or we, you know, crochet might come back healthy. Uh, you know, there's gonna, there's no way we can have, uh, more of these issues, uh, next year, but, um, now is the time, right? Like, like who knows what's going to happen next year? That's the other side of it. The, well, let's wait for 2023. Um, we don't know. Uh, yeah. we're in it right now. We're two games back. Uh, it's a winnable division. Um, I just, you know, I guess I have just 
still like shell shock from the Caesar Hernandez move that really yeah. did absolutely nothing. And of course the Kimbrel move. And that mm-hmm. wasn't, that was the white Sox is all in that, mm-hmm. that was their, that was their all in. And yep. uh, I, Hey, I can't fault him because that was the guy. If you wanted to really bolster your bullpen, that was the guy you go after mm-hmm. and Madrigal wasn't going to do anything for us in 2021. Uh, but just Kimbrell completely just fell apart. Couldn't do what we wanted him to do when we wanted him to do it. You mentioned not having fun. And I have seen that with this team. I know a lot of Sox fans talk about it on social media. And when I interact with, uh, you know, family, friends, you know, other Sox fans, it's just, they just seem dead. They just seem like they're lifeless, you know, uh, just no energy when they, when they pan to the dugout. Uh, there was a moment uh, this past weekend where Tim Anderson, really the leader uh, of this team, uh, had a situation where he had a, a called strike on him and he did not agree. And you folks have all seen this video. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And he got into the uh, umpire's face, barked at him, got thrown out and then got a little too close and, and kind of pecked at the umpire with the, the bill of his helmet whether it was on purpose or not, he did it, and he now has got a three-game suspension that he is appealing. Um, it was not a good look. The optics were horrible. It was the seventh inning. There was still a lot of baseball left. We, we, we just we need him, and I just, you know, it, it was not a good look. What, what was your take on that, Pat? Well, one, we had just, we had just gotten within two runs. Right. And, and you have a little bit of momentum on your side. Right. You're, you're trying to claw your way back into the game. And it's the first pitch. And and it's a it was a questionable borderline pitch, but it wasn't that egregiously out of the zone where you should fly off the handle like that. You've got to be better than that. If you're a leader, you got to be better than that. There might be a thing you're you're trying to fire up your team, but you do have some momentum. Harrison just hit a home run and got you within two, you're one of the best hitters on the team in terms of putting the ball in play. We need you to keep the line moving here and not take yourself out and put Leary Garcia in your spot where that's a definite downgrade. So you ultimately hurt the team, and now you're going to hurt them for, for future games as well when you're going to be out of the lineup. Now, he's probably would, would be due for games off anyway in rest days. I get all that. But Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you can't do that. You've got to keep your cool and composure and look at where you're at in the game. And there's still plenty of outs left to work with. That was disappointing. I was also disappointed a little bit in TLR. Where the hell were you? You got to get, I'm sorry. Somebody, if if he can't get out there fast enough to get in between a guy, (laughs) send cats out there. Somebody that can run and motor and say, listen, he's going to fly. Just don't get him kicked out of the game. It it was like, where the hell were you? I I mean, were you thinking the same thing? I kept thinking like Tony, get out there. And and maybe he was at full speed and he wasn't in the camera yet. And then all of a sudden, you know, here he comes cuppy coffee trying to chug up there yeah you know he, that's a that's a uh, i was definitely thinking of, of that and uh i i don't know if he just it completely caught him off guard uh and i i know i i get the sense over man pouring over quotes and observing uh, interviews that larusa really like wants guys to kind of handle their own business uh, i feel like it's why he's let pitchers out there longer than they should be because of this this you know this this old school mentality of it's their game to lose and 
okay, uh, I get that, but you know, this is a different type of baseball. And I'm wondering if he thought like, well, this is, this is, you know, Anderson's argument to have, but Anderson is so valuable to this White Sox team that you've got to get out there early. I'm not talking about like a, what was it? Van Gundy, you know, hanging on the lines of mornings, uh, legs years ago, years ago. Do you remember that NBA? Skirmish? Yes, I do remember that. You know, that being was, dragged around that, the court. That, that obviously uh, made me chuckle. That was uh, very good. Thank you. You know, it's, I'm not looking for that, but you know, get, get right in, get, yeah, get in the middle. And Larissa eventually uh, came out and I uh, think he got tossed as well. Um, but uh, again, it, it, we, we, I think we Sox fans, a lot of us thirst for that animated Ozzy Guillen, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's the polarization. It's when we have kind of a bland saltine, we want something uh, vibrant. We want something, you know, f- flavor. We want the passion. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm not saying that Larusa doesn't care as much, but it was just, that was a weird look too. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I just don't know how to respond to people when they say, what is going on with the White Sox at home? How are they so bad? How are they so anemic uh, with home runs when it's a very friendly uh, home run ballpark? Um, I mean, the weather has been has been pretty good. You'd think the balls would be flying out there. I mean, they hit two home runs. Uh, on Sunday here to to wrap up the weekend with the Oakland A's. And of course they won. I mean, the numbers are in the favor of the multiple uh, home runs. Uh, and, and that's where I go back to this, this, this mental game of, well, if the guys that should be hitting home runs can start hitting home runs again, those are like, you know, we're getting a bunch yeah. of acquisitions at the, at the trade deadline. What yeah. other intangibles or what other things, Pat, are you, do, you, do you see, do you watch, do you, do you notice? And you're like, man, they, they have to get better uh, with this. Wow. Well, we've talked a lot about the defense and just you know playing smart baseball, just not giving away games, Nick, you know, you, you know, I wasn't here for it, but hearing what happened in the Colorado uh, mm. game through oh, the Colorado boy. and, oh boy. and you know, the uh, Raven walking the bases loaded and it, it, those, you just can't give games away like that to teams like the Colorado Rockies. Those are games that you have to seal up and close up and win. You, you can't, at, there are games like the, the first game against Oakland. Okay, I'll get I'll give you that loss. We were losing the entire game. You didn't really quote unquote give it away. I guess they just beat you. It is what it is. But games like the, the Colorado game when you're walking guys, when you can't walk guys, and 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 errors when you can't give up errors. Like I'll tell you this, Nick. <laughs> this is this is how crazy of a person I am. You know, Joe Kelly came in today, and the first batter he walked. I had to turn the channel. You know, what I turned the channel to. I turned it to the International uh, Cornhole League mm-hmm, sure. and watched it on ESPN because I'm like, I, I know where this is going already. I just know yeah. it, and I can't stomach it because Joe Kelly. For as much as I was excited to have him join the bullpen this year, he's been, you know, I guess lately, from what I understand, again, I, I haven't. I've been gone a little bit. He's been a little bit better, but he, he's been wildly inconsistent too. And when you walk the leadoff batter, I'm just like, oh, I, I've seen this movie before. So uh, I was glad to see him get out of it. But just giving games away when you have the lead because 
again, we've talked about it at nauseum this episode. We don't have the offense to come back. And, and that's, that's one area. It's like, whether it's errors or walking guys, don't give away games when you have them in hand, because we just don't have the firepower right now to come back. And the other thing, and this is, this is going to be something you just can't work on, right? This is going to be just something I I've noticed. You've watched all but two innings. You said of this yeah. entire season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember them. Now they had a walk off the other day. Have they had a walk off home run at home this year? Obviously at home, but have yeah. they had a walk off home run this year? I can't recall. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't either. remember a season when a team hasn't had a, it's August tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a walk off home run. Those are things that can get excited team, propel a team, get them going in the right direction. Exciting comeback victory. I just don't remember a lot of those moments this year. It's just like, yeah, you win. You went four to one against the ace today, but there's nothing that is like, you know, let's get excited. And those are things that are, are igniters for having fun. We haven't had those igniting moments to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, th- those are the TWTW that those are the things that aren't going to really find their way into the box scores. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Just a stretch uh, of two weeks where you don't know who the hero is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, but, but there's a different hero just about every night picking each other up. And there's almost this expectation of the Sox are going to win. We just don't know how it's going to happen. Uh, the lack of production with runners in scoring position is uh, it's so confounding, especially with bases loaded. I, I don't know if it's the mm. approach, if it's the mentality, it's, over anxious um and they're chasing but they swing at a lot of bad pitches lack of discipline they don't see a lot of pitches either especially when they're losing which uh is a problem you know you want to get base runners you got to get something going uh base running for sure needs to constantly be cleaned up in defense um I, i keep going back to the you know can we start playing a few games in a row, maybe three or four or five with the same lineup? You know, you talk about Kelly and, you know, Kelly Graveman and and Hendricks all pitched on Sunday. Well, Hey, we're right back at it on Monday against Kansas city. There's a great chance that that's not, we're not going to see Kelly or Graveman or Hendricks, you know, and I know there's, you know, pitch count can play into that, and they're trying to be delicate with Kelly, but I, again, I don't remember a year where there's all these rules and regulations with certain guys. Like yeah. it's almost like, you know, uh, the old Brian Regan bit with, you know, vowels and sounding and like, uh, you know, <laughs> as a student, you're trying to learn all these English language things. And like, you know, after I, you know, it's the, the, the way things go with Pollock and his legs and TA and Vaughn, because Vaughn is stretched in the outfield and is running all over, chasing balls down. He's got to get his rest. He just never but stops. He just, just, he's just running constantly over, running from running the line to center place. field, even between you know, pitches. And you got Yaz, who can't catch very many games in a row, but you kind of want to keep his bat fresh. So then that clogs up a, a DH spot. And uh, you know what? I, I just... We we talked about momentum in this episode and in a lot of other episodes, and I think it was definitely a problem last year at the end of the season. And there is time. There's 60 games left in the season. Uh, but getting guys knowing that, hey, these are the positions and this is the batting order and everything. 
uh, maybe after the deadline and we see where thing where the dust settles. I don't know, but hey, Gian has talked about it. I love it. Gian has talked about it, yelled about it on the pre and post. There are no more days off. Like you'll get them mm-hmm. when they're on the calendar. Like follow Abreu's lead. You are playing. This is the time right yeah. now, and yeah. and I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Nick, you talked a lot about you know the approach and getting guys in in scoring position, especially with less than two outs. Just hitting the ball, you know, in the air to get a, a key run across. I agree with that. And, and the walks, you know, I, I believe today. I don't believe they had a walk today. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think they walked today. And there was two innings today where the Sox, uh, you know, they saw eight pitches and they saw nine pitches. So. Yeah. You know, you're you're not. Sox has zero the, walks today, and they struck out seven times. So there there's a problem there, Nick. And you're talking about a pitcher that was, I don't know, he had a six ERA, maybe something like that, and he went into the seventh inning. Happens way too many times. Uh, you, you can't do that. This is a guy. Obviously, he's got an ERA like that for a reason. It's because I'm, I imagine he walks a lot of guys, and there's a lot of balls put in play, but. There's there's got to be a point where you just got to get more base runners and you've got to cash in. Now I just wonder to me if it's now it's in their minds, right? It's been so long of a season with the same, the same, the same. That it's like okay, it's a lot of pressure. I got to be able to do this. I got to, and, and they just they they're just failing because it's become a mental thing with with them with, with trying to get runners in, and it's almost amazing when they can, but it yeah, just doesn't I, feel like it ever happens. And I know this is uh, this stuff gets frowned upon sometimes, you know, of course, the bunting or, um, you know, the hit and run or those types of things that uh, almost take a bat out and and give uh, an out maybe to the opposition. However, a hit and run, those types of things, I feel like a manager will put on to force a hitter to to think like mm-hmm. i've got a job to do here i yeah. you know i'm just not going to free swing i have to not only know what type of swing i need i need to look for a certain pitch because i know what i need to do either shooting it to the right or if he's a, a left-handed hitter he's shooting it uh, to the left and uh with guys on like maybe putting some of those those situations on some of our guys that you know, haven't been hitting the ball out, but it'll give them a focus maybe to yeah. just simply drive instead of feeling like, well, I'm, I've got to put this in the seats to get three runs. Is it too late in the season to change that drastically and approach and start yeah. putting guys? Or is it like, well, well it, it hasn't worked for you this way, so now we're going to try this? Because yeah, obviously you're not I, I su- mean, succeeding in this fashion. You know, really good like pitching coaches, I feel like, and – hitting coaches you probably say things like you know this is something you can do the really good ones do it and it's a trick you can use it's a tool you can use you know whether it's a a a pitcher a pitching coach saying like hey this is a grip you can use this is how you could throw that pitch um you know try it try it in these counts uh see if it works for you um I, i here's a couple guys that have used it in the past and for a hitting coach, I think it probably would go the same way. Yeah. Uh, but guys, these are professionals. They've yeah. worked on this type of stuff. It's not like this new age thing of like, yeah. hey, see if you can, no, right. you know, hit the bat with the not hit the ball with the knobs. Can you maybe if you could flip the bat around? <laughs> you know, it's like these are these are things. You know what, that- I, I, <laughs> Maybe that would change our fortune. Frank, that what would be Frank Menachino. I hate home runs. 
So I don't even want you to hit on the barrel. I want you to hit uh, off the knob. You know, that would be something else. That would really throw off a pitcher. If if a hitter just, you know, is like a, you know, I oh one count, he just flips the bat, you oh, know, and he's, so he's holding it by the barrel and he, yeah. and he goes to hit. I mean, hit and run, you know, these types of things, like there's situations for them. I've got to imagine this has been practice. And if it's not, then that's an issue altogether. But, you know, there's ways to to kind of push guys out of uh, out of slumps or mentalities, I would assume. Um, I just think it's getting consistent, you know, yeah. and uh, it, hey, it's been nice to see Aloy swinging the, the bat well. Yes, uh, this series. it has been nice. Um, and and we and a lot of talk about, you know, lengthening the lineup again. And if this guy gets going, it makes it that much more dangerous. But it it just has never seemed to be uh, everybody at the same time. It's never going to be everybody. It's never going to be all nine guys mashing at the same time. But it'd be nice to get four of the guys really hot at the right at the same time. Right. Yeah. If you had you had Vaughn and you had, you know, Jose and Aloy and Moncada. And we, we won't talk, say Robert because he's not here right now. If you got those four guys cooking at the same time, I mean, that would be that would just be so much like a relief, like a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. But it just never seems like we get four guys going at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, there are, uh, again, potential. That's that's the magic word here. There, there's a lot of upside. Um, take it for what it's worth. It's the AL Central, but the Sox are two games back. We've got 60 games to play. Uh, six of the last nine games of the season are against the Twins. Uh, we got just a couple moments here. I'm going to put you on the spot, Pat. Uh by the time we record our next episode, we'll, we'll known what happens uh, with the trade deadline. Uh, what are, what are the moves or move that the Sox will make? I think it's, I think it's what we talked about. It's a, uh, though I don't know how much it'll help. It'll probably, they could be a bullpen left-handed arm because I think that's where your, your biggest glaring need is. You just don't have anybody for that. The other spots that we have, it's all like, well, this guy's coming back. This guy's going to be for an injury. And I just don't think we have enough right now to to make a big move in right field or second base. But, you know, I'd say number one would be the left-handed arm for the bullpen. Number two, maybe it's that second base move uh, that you've been talking about. But again, can you live with a Josh Harrison if you don't have to re- you know rely on him all that much? Yeah, he's, I think you can. I think you can win with him. But if there's a better option out there for you, obviously you make it. I just don't think we have enough. Um, you know, for the Jock Petersons of the world, if you, if you, yeah. if you catch my drift. Yeah. Um, I do. I, 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 I don't think they're going to get a bat. I don't think they're going to go offense. I don't think they're going to do anything to improve their, their power. I think it's going to be a focus on pitching. Um, I think you'll, you'll see, uh, if, if somehow, some way they're going to get a serviceable lefty, uh, out of the bullpen, they're going to try for a starter, but I bet you they fall short. Uh, I think it's just going to be bullpen. You know, it's just going to be bullpen work that they're going to have. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pat, my friend, always a pleasure. So good to have you back talking White Sox, man. It's great to be back and, and you know, strap it down, buddy, because we got a mm. roller coaster of a month with this team. Yeah. Uh, 60 games left and, and we're there. And one of these teams in the, the division has to represent in the playoffs. Might as well be us. 
Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm trying to stay positive. So thank you for that, uh, folks. Folks, uh, really appreciate you spending time uh, with the Good Guys Talk Back Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, you can find us absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe, pass it along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, we're on Twitter at Good Guys TV, and you can find us on a Facebook uh, fan page as well. For Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Until next time. Go Sox!